What a weekend to prove fighting is definitely easier outside the cage usually. Maybe not so much in it's like University of Irvine something, San Diego. Wherever Pans was. Raph was there, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, the man on the ground doing the on-site correspondence work that in one instance <laughs> included showing the more human moments of a fighter. Raph, would you like to share with the crowd what you caught as you were trying to enter into the whatever auditorium coliseum university on saturday the Bren center uc irvine dateline march 18th saturday <laughs> we should discuss a few things here people i don't pride myself on ever being that great on jiu-jitsu like it's just not my deal but i love it i have a great respect for those who are great at it but we're very forthcoming about the fact that kevin and i you know, we're the, the amateurs. We're the weekend warriors of jiu-jitsu. It's tough to be competitive. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. So we have a certain amount of sympathy for those people who, who go out there who are badasses. And let's be very frank. Statistics don't speak in your favor when you do a jiu-jitsu competition on a world stage. Let it be Worlds, let it be Pans, let it be any of the major competitions, ADCC coming up. So the, the odds are stacked against you, and we understand that and we respect that. So that's why you see all of those people who put up those status updates who say, like, guys, it didn't go my way today. Which they will approach that like Hemingway, just without any remote aspect of being Ernest Hemingway when they're writing. Because he believed in brevity, and good lord. Some of you guys love your run-on sentences. Anyway, what I guess I'm saying here, Kevin, is if you really break this down, you know, more than just us responding to those people who put up those status updates that's like, hey, girl, hey, hey, girl, you still a champion of my heart forever, girl. Hey, girl, girl, you so good. Because that's what people say. Even the guys. The guys say, hey, girl, you're still a champion in my heart. There is one story that I needed to share with you guys right up top. And I won't give away the name because I feel like that would be – I feel like that would be rude, Kevin. I feel like that would be unnecessary and I think it's best just to leave this to your imagination, OK? I'm ready. OK. So an unnamed world-famous jiu-jitsu star <laughs> happened to be in front of me as I went to go pay for parking. Now, mind you, this is, again, as we mentioned before, Dateline, March 18th, Saturday, 1 p.m. <laughs> I love that you keep datelining it. A lot of I people, just... a lot of our <laughs> listeners were like, oh, that's why that show's named that. A lot of people are <laughs> right now. And that's what Raph brings to the table, a, sh a certain je ne sais quoi in journalistic history that you weren't expecting. Absolutely. If I was better, I'd be like Keith fucking Morrison right now and being like, and the I'm important glad that's thing to know is that she was not expecting him to be around the corner. Yeah, that's my shit Keith Morrison. All right, so Dateline. We were all Fantastic Dateline. Anyone World under, anyone under <laughs> 24 is like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a show. It existed. It's what your parents watch on Friday nights when they are sad at each other. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is this. World-famous jiu-jitsu star is in front of me and there's a machine, and they're trying to pay for parking like the rest of us are. So there's only, like, three people in this line. It's like but that it scene like... in Demolition Man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or Eddie Murphy when he arrives at the Beverly Hills Police Department. Boom. 
just exactly like that. <laughs> so the hard part is I'm standing there and you know this person so well. You might say that this person isn't high. They relatively are known for being low. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't want to give anything away. I just want to say you I'm know so them glad as being I already knew who it was. I'm just not low. sure I would have got that. Okay. <laughs> so Heard he's person... not a fan of rice. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> so this person just happens to be like looking at this machine and trying to figure out how to make it work. Now, the people in front of me are looking at him and they no go. No lapels in sight, by the way. No, not no, on, no lapels Not in the sight. entire machine. So the people in front of me now are looking and they're like, do you know who this guy is? And I'm wearing, if you've seen this hat, I have a, fa- a hat that says Internet Famous. So I look at these people and I say, of course I know who he is. I'm Internet Famous. We all know each other. <laughs> it goes over okay. So <laughs> I was going to people... say, how did they do with that? How did they do with your uh, you know, they were okay. semi-timely humor in a moment? They were like, what? You know, I guess you really have to know me to know that this is all like, a really dumb thing. Like I have an internet famous hat because I think ironically it's the dumbest hat to wear. And my wife bought it for like three bucks. So yeah, I think it's a hilarious hat to wear. But if you don't know me and I'm sitting there saying like, yes, I'm famous and I know all famous people, you might think something of me. So I I know I've already started off on a swimming foot with these people. So the star in front of us, they look at him and they're like, do you know who that is? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know who it is. And they go, Oh my God. He's been here for like seven minutes. And I'm like, really? Now, I'm starting to wonder because said star and let's be honest, if they're good and say a champion, a title holder, not just once but twice over, one might say they won two times very recently, almost maybe this Sunday. They took home two gold medals. There might be a language barrier involved. Because most people who win at the Pans tend to be the Brazilian, correct, Kevin? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. I'm glad you spoke it in their native tongue. So as that happens, we're looking at them and I think maybe it's a language barrier. Maybe he just doesn't understand the prompt on there. Oh, what's that? It's literally just flashing $10. So it's just 10 10 10 now, said champion has both credit card and cash in their hand, and he's just like, I don't – what? oh, man, how does this work? Oh. Now people are starting to get frustrated because they've been waiting there the whole time, and I'm just kind of like, I almost want to step in. But I'm realizing now it's like 1 p.m., and I go, shit, he needs to check in because he has to compete today. So he's about to leave, and his friend's going to cover for him. But the two people in front of me were looking at him, and they go, hey, 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 can we get a photo with you? And he's like, oh, of course. (laughs) So here they were talking shit about him being like, ugh, can't get it together. Am I right? (laughs) Can we get a photo? (laughs) So the way they ask for the photo is they look at me, and they go, hey, can we get a photo? And I was like, I don't Is this guy built? Like, it just seems like, damn. Um, It's like he's, you know, not worried about weight at all. Wink, no, no, he, he might be good. And, you know, I think he's deep in the black belt category. If we're again, we don't want to give away too much. You could okay? argue. Yeah. Very deep. Okay. Very deep. Uh, so he likes, you know, they really have to show up, show up. But I'm looking around. I'm like, one o'clock is pretty late, dude. Like, so you need to get up there. So <laughs> they ask for the photo. And I say, guys, I don't just do photos with anybody. 
strike number two. Not quite hitting home with them. They're kind of like, eh, okay. So I take the photo of them and said star. The said star runs away and has his buddy like help him out. And we help him and we just go, hey, dude, maybe you should do this. And finally, after 10 minutes worth of agony, they finally make this machine work. These two people look at me and I go, well, let's see how long it is. Maybe the machine's broken or something like came down and it just didn't work. Nope. People in front of me, one minute done. Nice. Then, just to test myself, I say, how long am I going to use this whole parking machine thing going for? Oh, what's that? I did it in 30 seconds? Yeah. Oh, shit. I just crushed it. Now I'm starting to feel really great about myself because I'm realizing, Kevin, (laughs) why? Why why do I need to focus here? I'm not saying you were. I'm saying you did. And this particular, you were like, I got this. Process the information. Card. I've been. Cash. Suck it. (laughs) It's not that hard. So I look around and I realize, you know, I've done good things with my life. I may not have this person said aggressive style of attacking. Maybe. Or occasional ability to maybe (laughs) stall it out so that they can win at the very last (laughs) few seconds. And then maybe surprise you you in a category where it's an open class and catch something at the last second. Breaking someone's foot kind of off. Maybe with like a... What do they call those? I know they call them. It, it has something to do with toes. Anyway, uh, you toe don't grab. want to give away anymore, guys. Oh, fuck. A toe grab. Toe yeah. grab. Yeah, that's it. So finally, as we finally get through this, I look at those people who I've already done two jokes with and I've walked away and I see them putting their ticket in their car and I go, hey, guys, one last thing. At least you can say that you are better at paying parking permits. Len Leandro Lowe. And they look at me and they go, Yeah, okay. So I was like, No, no excitement for this. I feel great about myself. I have his passing, but in paying for things, that's how much better. I dominated him. He didn't even make it out of quarters in paying parking tickets, but I crushed him at that. And then he won double gold, and then I felt really shitty about myself again. But that is the story. Now, what you need to know about this like epilogue here kevin is this those very nice people who didn't laugh at any of my jokes they saw a photo of me earlier today and they go oh my god raf that's you we're fans of the show we thought we recognized you that's so great oh if only there was a way we could have known i was like oh yeah if only i had worn some kind of hat that said internet famous on it people (laughs) i tried to help out you're I, doing your best. I'm willing I to really vouch did. for you in this category. It's like these people were so star-studded. They saw what was clearly a star in their eyes, you. Yeah. And what was technically a star <laughs> everywhere else in the parking the parking open class, in which case, you know. Uh, Kev, he did not make an open class. He did not play, so he did not, not get everyone there, podiumed. Open. Yeah, not everyone could be a winner. This person... While they might have done very well in the jujitsu black open class, not so well in the parking. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Now, <laughs> that's wait. why. But can I also just say, park in D.C., mm. like, you have to have a law degree. The signs, sure. there's like seven of them. It's the same with, you know. Kev, okay. I wanted to give him that. I wanted to give him the ability to say it. But when I saw that there was a 10 spot literally flashing in front of him and he has both card and money in hand, 
I felt a little weird. Now, this brings up more questions than it does answers. The first of which is, is there not championship parking? The, uh, I completely agree. I can't believe this. We're not... We're not parking this person closer to the building and comped? Where the fuck IBJJF? Come on. No wonder EBI's such a hit. You got to get him close to the building, man. Well, then you look at this and then you think to yourself. (laughs) You could argue there's no bigger star (laughs) competing in this situation. They deserve star treatment. I'm going to say it, Raph. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. I agree with you. And I saw some old people being trucked around on golf carts, and I'm like, you can't truck him. Wow. Yeah. They can take an extra turn. Mm hmm. So, Kev. Where there are $8 <laughs> an hour in Cal Irvine, there is a golf cart wow. and someone to drive it. That's Absolutely. my point. Uh, so, as this is all happening, I guess the thing is, and Kev made the point, which was, well, they don't know if he's going to win championships this year, you know? This was Saturday. It wasn't Sunday. You know, they don't have foresight. They don't know that's going to happen. Who could I mean, have you, could, you could guess. Um, however, part of me thought I was like, well, can he bank one of his previous championships on no some bullshit? Shit. And then it got us thinking. We're like, would he just be confused by the fact that he thought he could like put in his medal into the machine and be like, <laughs> campeon, campeon, <laughs> no, campeon, champion. Uh, you know, he eventually, I'm just glad he restrained, didn't shoot a double leg with a beautiful Torianda pressure pass. I mean, knowing okay, him. so let, let's get into the actual pants because let's he was the major it. star of it because I feel like this is a nice preface. Unbelievable. Because the day started rough for him with that. Okay. Unbelievable, though. But in then terms he was of... able to do some big things, and there were some people who said maybe he shouldn't have won a match or so. But he was on fire, Leandro and if he Lowe wasn't on fire on Saturday, fire. he was crushing it on Sunday, dude. Crushing it literally in mm-hmm. some instances. That foot toe hold, toe Ow. foot grab, foot grab. <laughs> the uh, smacker thing. What was it? where he did the uh, grabbing. (laughs) But in terms of sheer jujitsu prowess, what we saw was at least the deepest pans. It felt like in a long time, every third match, there were people that have been around in a long time. And there were some people that were really hungry. You saw some interesting crossovers from some recent five grappling success, some, uh, EBI success. It was an interesting mix of people in general. Raph, you were there. How was the Asai? Asai was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Asai is always good, so I always I always feel really good about this. But I worry about who's <clears throat> providing it. Right? Is it the same vendor? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, they're they're good. The the people who do provide Asai, they're very good. I was a little bummed because this time last year I ran into Braulio. And every time I would grab Acai, for whatever reason, so was Braulio. And we would just look at each other and be like, ah, what's up? So no Braulio this year, sadly. But there was a lot of star power there. And by a lot of star power, I meant who were watching. Mm-hmm. So you do get confused because people are like, they're not sure if that's, you know, Bouchesha who's fighting Leandro Lowe. And you're like, no, that's not how that works. But they do share a resemblance, you know. 
And yeah, and I get it. Okay, it's fine. Matches the geese, the haircuts. Very, everybody's like, yeah, wait, who, what? <laughs> and so let me kind of describe, though, uh, the magneticism that was Leandro Lowe because we did say a little bit about him. And I'm sure he's going to read that Instagram comment where I was like, you know, hey, we're all more better champions at paying parking tickets than Leandro Lowe. And if he does, I'm not sorry. Some I just, of us. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Hey, listen, I said there what I said. There are people that still haven't conquered that machine. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're talking about that actual like series on Sunday, the most impressive things to me were this. He knew how to write out the clock at the right times. That's, so for his division. That's the IBJJ was, beauty. You kind of have yeah, to enjoy course. it. You know. But keep in mind, somebody who didn't know, they did it well, but there was somebody who was not appreciated for writing out the clock, and that was Herber Santos. And when he was yeah. writing out the clock, you were starting to wonder, is this guy going to win this match, or is he going to get so many penalties he's going to lose because of that? Because they kept being like, stalling, deduction, stalling, penalty, stalling. You know if you get DQ'd, it's going to be because I do one or two more of these. So... At one point, I'm like, shit, it's a good thing he's got 30 seconds. He's either going to win this match or get DQ'd from it. So, And he was super dominant. It's just a weird phenomenon in there. But Lowe was being criticized because I think during his match, and correct me if I'm wrong here, people, and I'm sorry if I am because I saw more than 60 hours worth of grappling. So <laughs> fucking work with me here, people. You were like, oh, my God. Yeah, let's help out Raph. <laughs> but I think it was uh, Mateus and him had a match. And he started kind of like running out the clock a little bit. Uh, and he, he recognized he was in bad spots and he would kind of work around that. Um, and then he just kind of slowed it down a little bit. And so um, at that match, he didn't like he ended and nobody clapped. But then comes back in the absolute. Uh, um, the minute he was losing on points, he had that ability to come back even at the score and then make things compelling and exciting. Even when it looked like in his absolute match, he was overpowered in the wrestling and the stand-up department. He kept realizing, he's like, shit, all right, if I got a pull guard, I've got to make something happen from uh, off my back. I've got to make some sweeps happen from like Dale Hevo or more importantly, X-Guard. And when he was skill. making those transitions, they were beautiful. But it was in the mid-transitions where he's like evening out the score and he finds that 100% beautiful sweep up and then starts attacking the legs with still five to six minutes left in the match. If I'm remembering correctly, um, that's pretty impressive, man. Like that was the definitive statement that got him the cheers. He didn't get for his division. Um, but it just goes to show you how crazy the, the rules, the day the athletes can be in that setting. So that, that is my set of thoughts of Leander Lowe. How did that play at home for you? Uh, I don't disagree with anything you said in terms of, except I, <laughs> I was watching in a nice behind the scenes situation and the match between he and Tanner Rice. It's like, yeah, I think Leandro Lowe is going to get the nod. Kind of like, I think Paul Pierce is going to get the foul. Like he's been, he's a veteran man. Come on. Yep. Give yeah. a little veteran grease here. Let's not forget sports principles. One Oh, everything. Tanner Rice is new. He's beautiful. We're all in love with him. Let's all be clear. Long, bright career ahead of him. And frankly, what he did against Leandro Lowe was like, all right, we're ready. Uh, same with uh, Marigoli. Yeah, Nick Nick had a really good tournament as well. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> this was a fun <laughs> tournament for people. It was like, okay, I'm fighting my idol. <laughs> How do I hunker down and emotionally do this? And some did better than others. <laughs> well, one of our friends had Cobrinha first round. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, fuck. Everyone that fought Cobrinha except Oswaldo was like, shit, <laughs> this is not going to go great. It was awesome. I made this joke because everybody around me, it didn't matter how many new people I, I met or and saw. I, 100%, by the way, they're smart people. That's how yeah. a smart person reacts. <laughs> but I met a hundred different people who, in the topic of conversation, were like, Cobrinha, can you believe that, man? And I said the same thing to every person who brought him up, which was this. I don't want to say that, like, you know, hey, science needs to take over here because I don't know that that's necessarily true. Because when they keep saying, they're like, can you believe he's, like, older and he's still able to, like, throw down with these guys? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Laws and physics say that he should be done now. And I would definitely not want to place a bet and say, like, hey, in 10 years, he won't be able to do this. Because he just might. Uh, I'm terrified. I want to say in 10 years. <laughs> and now, I'm terrified about he and his son. I'm terrified about oh, yeah. uh, both of them. Terrified about yeah. both. Yeah, Kennedy is a terror. And, and also, what a great moment to, like, be a father and son and then go back home with medals and just be like, we're so good. And then meanwhile, like the rest of the world is just like, I mean, let's get back at it in a day or two. Right. Yeah. Let's have some cake. Let's face it. We're going to get into a skirmish tonight. (laughs) Amazing. And he looks good. And I'm talking about both of them. I'm just going to keep making both of them statements, except Cobrinia looks, uh, and I will say there were some noticeable absences in the divisions. Okay. Go on. No Mendes brothers. Well, one is retired, so go on. Why retired? Well, let's think of it this way. I know we get to see the fun that happens when they do compete, and that's great. But can you imagine the toll they are taking on their bodies nope. to get to that level? No, and we're talking about people that run a world-class academy. And yeah. have always made that their first priority in terms of what they Because do. don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to tell people, like, guys, I'm a great writer. Retired. It was a I'm good just, run. I'm done. You know, I'm I'm just asking. So. Okay. Uh, who else? Who else did you notice was visibly missing? Uh, well, <laughs> obviously you ran into him. But mm-hmm. I didn't see Lovato choke anyone out, which always surprises me. Strange. Uh, he was very content. Like He was in a great mood. In fact, Lovato has a seminar going down in Solano Beach at Studio 540. I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not looking into it. But what if I did? You, I, <laughs> hold on. Can I, how do I get in touch with him? <laughs> how do I tell him? <laughs> Not to teach anything good and to announce it in front of your new teammates. How do I tell them to say that? You know, the best part is you could do whatever you wanted to, and it would still be me sitting in that room and going, that's my joke. Yeah. And he would be like, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, Kevin, I've played my hand very well. And uh, (laughs) Lovato is, 
I mean, I think it makes sense that he would fight MMA and then be like, I'm going to take this one off because I got Buchecha in three weeks. So, yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> and by the way, I just won a massively important first round KO uh, in a little case. thing called Bellator MMA. But I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> and otherwise... You know, we're losing some people to MMA. We lost Mackenzie Dern. Um, we lost Michelle Nicolini, whom we were all like, ah, oh, we love watching you do fight anyone, let alone each other. And it was a year of no Buchecha, as you said, no Cyborg, no anyone from the Danaher, I guess, napping squad. When I, don't know that they, uh, I don't know that they do the, the gee things, though. You weren't a little surprised, Gary, <laughs> show up. Just saying, like, you I'm know, middleweight. Let's do this. Well, like, think about it. I mean, now we're at this point where it's nice to sprinkle in some Americans here and there, but we saw nothing but Brazilians win on Sunday. Which, well, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I mean, it's called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I would so also like to talk about whatever. a few Atos representatives missing. Go on. Where's Keenan? Dude, Keenan's just doing his own thing, and if you ask me, I think I found where he was. Well, was he doing missionary work or vacationing? <laughs> <laughs> so, some of you who are in attendance will know this. Some of you who aren't, I will try and describe it as best I can. But there was a gentleman taking photos up in the stands, and I was too. But gentleman taking photos up in the stands who was wearing a Santa costume. Now, I had people coming up and telling me after I posted a meme about him because I try not to make it too mean. I just want to say, like, let's acknowledge it. He was there and he was wearing a Santa costume. But they came up to him and they're like, uh, his name's Ox Raff. And I was like, I don't know who he is. So, Ox, if you're listening, great to meet you. You were wearing a Santa hat every single day, which makes you highly suspect and makes me think that you're there in disguise. AKA Keenan Cornelius. I've discovered it. AKA it's BJJ scout figured it out. <laughs> We've always wondered how they're so on it mm-hmm. and how they got some people. <laughs> and, and, and BJJ scout commented on one of the statuses that we put up that very meme. They tweeted back at us. And they were very clear in letting us know they were displeased with being referenced. Because, Kev, what if, what if we figured it out? What if, when I looked there and I said, Keenan Cornelius, we know it's you. This is what they said in response. <clears throat> I will hunt you down and make a very sternly annotated video with your own footage. <laughs> JK. And I said, uh, in response, come at me, bro. And (laughs) he he responded, or he, they, Keenan, I don't know who it is, BJJ Scout, right? Mm -hmm. They responded, let me just find somewhere to put my hat. AKA, he's Santa. AKA, he's Keenan. AKA, BJJ Scout is all of those things. I I just want to say that's the best explanation I've gotten for where all three of them were this weekend. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. it was. Yep. Uh, No Galvan, which. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Galvo is like... We get it. We get he's it. He's slowly easing into these does. things. And, uh, but, I mean, he's also at this point realized, you know what, dude? I'm just going to make some money fights. And everybody's now in the place where they're just saying ADCC. No, nah, I'm ADCC. Sorry, I can't. ADCC. <laughs> yeah. No Lucas Leitch. 
which was bummer. And no, I didn't see Murillo. I don't know if he fought. Actually, I don't think he did. That was, I wanted to double check the Lucas Leach thing because I expect Murillo just always. Those are two names I always expect <laughs> to be like. If they weren't in the finals, I'm like, where are they? <laughs> What's going on? They didn't win it. What are you talking about? Uh, but some fantastic up and comers. We've mentioned a few, and you saw a good clash of that. You saw a lot of that. Uh, Gustavo, Elias. I was having some fun. Sure. Um, Roca looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I hope his foot's okay. Yeah. That thing popped. Yeah. Where do you think it was the leverage on the knee? Because you saw Leandro Lowe sort of bury his right foot in the mm-hmm. crux of the knee, which is also an erogenous zone. It's just a little extra <laughs> tidbit. Good job, Kev. Thank you. Um, Kev's analysis always. What everybody comes <laughs> I'm just like with. trying to give people a little. They're like, I mean, it's a grappling podcast. <laughs> I, Where can I, I walk away with that when uh, I saw the toehold, I think it was both the spin, the veracity <laughs> and the finish that probably didn't help with oh. the added bonus of having good leverage and pressure because a little bit <laughs> when, <laughs> when that was happening, it, the tap happened very quickly and people weren't yeah. sure they saw what they saw. But I, I was actually, I was looking at it through my viewfinder on my camera. <laughs> oh, so no. I have a, I have a photo You saw it faster than everyone. Oh, and I like the weird part is, is like, cause there are moments when people, they can't necessarily see exactly what's happening. But when they're like, Oh, I think this person's getting a grip here. When I zoom in on them, I go, actually it's the left lapel. Uh, it's their left, if you want to be exact on there. But it's just because I'm looking through that. It's like the person who's at a concert with binoculars, you know? I mean, they look dumb, but they know what's going on. They know that, you know, they're about to segue into Stairway to Heaven. So it's just what it is. I just know that when this is happening and I'm looking at it and I see it happening in my eyes via the camera, I go, oh, that looks like it hurts. And then you see the expression of pain. And then maybe a second later, I zoomed in on it and I go, oh, yeah, that didn't look fun. Now, to his credit, though, after, uh, you know, they went to go check in on each other. So I thought that was really cool. So, you know, I'm in on that, that, by the way. I like the way they do it. I've always said famously that if I hurt somebody in competition, I would go up to them immediately. I would feel bad. I would go check in on them, except if it was Kevin. I get that. Kevin's the only person I'd be like, mm, he knows what he did. Let's get a video of him screaming, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> ah, damn it. Added uh, bonus that it would be a verbal tap for the people from <laughs> Verbal Tap. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> we saw Lucas Lepre dominate everybody. He was on a binge. I watched. Uh, I was lucky enough to see a few of his early prelim fights, and those are always super fun. By the way, like the Friday morning or the Saturday afternoon ones, where it's like you didn't see him fight that first few guys. Like <laughs> brutal. He was just relentless. It was like fuck. Uh, much like watching Cobrinos in those first few rounds, amazing. We got to see Zhao Miao. Mm-hmm. Again, champions, and uh, I did enjoy some strong Barabola work <laughs> on the way to victory. 
It was always good when you see it done at a high level. It's like, boom, everyone knows that might be coming, and they cannot stop it. That's fantastic. When he picks where it's going, it's uh, some all-around great fights. Raph, what struck you from the audience in terms of what were people standing up for? Okay, <clears throat> two big moments that happened. One was obviously uh, the drop Sayanagi heard round the world in yeah. jiu-jitsu, and even more so uh, – that drew everybody's attention. I think that got maybe one of the two biggest ovations I heard all week. And we happened to see the IBJJF put it up on their website, and then we reposted it on our site. And that thing's already gotten like 50,000 views just from us. Around the world, I think I've seen that thing now in the 100,000s uh, on other sites. And that's a, that's a great moment because I saw people who don't even care about jiu-jitsu watching that. And it was – for those who have missed it, uh, obviously go look it up. But it was a great moment during uh, the week. I think it was – was it Saturday? You know, they're all blurring together. But Saturday, I think it was a drop Sayanagi attempt that wasn't even finished. But a smaller opponent was basically getting a beautiful judo toss, doesn't finish it to hold the points, but moves someone so significantly bigger than them that they – rightfully earned the honor of being called a hero by many people so it was fascinating to watch man it was it was one of my favorite two moments the other one though kev made me a little nervous yeah yeah <clears throat> it was making that rounds because i love spirited competition i love when people turn it up a notch and they they really can do amazing things but this one was making me a little worried because Herber santos had a match with Muhammad that got physical. It got so intense that everybody was watching matches at like other places. I want to say like uh, people were on the other side of the auditorium watching like, uh, you know, I think Nick Schrock uh, had like a match with uh, Mateus and they were all jazzed about that match. And then they heard these loud thuds happening. Because these two competitors, Muhammad and Herbert, were just trying to massively crush and destroy one another. That the whole arena, even people in the stands, just started moving flush left. They went from being on the right side of the stadium all the way to the left side. And it was, I mean, it, it, they had to break it up for medics to come in like every two minutes. Which was intense. And they kept letting it go and going, and uh, Herbert got the nod, and it was a good match, man. But, like, afterwards, they do that very, like, encouraging thing where they, like, go to hug each other. And we need to talk about this because I, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. But they go to hug each other, and Herbert does that thing where he's like, nah, I love you, dude. We're good. You the man. And for me, I'm like, I don't know that we're okay. I'm not sure we're there yet. I don't, I'm not sure we're good. I'm, I'm not sure that I like you right now, if I'm being fully honest. You saw quite a few of those. Yeah, well, the, the... here's the reason why, though, Kev. Why is it now? And maybe you can tell me if you see this more or less. And maybe this is a phenomenon that it has been going on for years, but maybe not as uh, prevalent to my eyes. Is that once you finish the match, the referees just literally mm -hmm. force you to hug each other. So they do that thing. They lift the hand. They and, and then, then they push them together with their yeah, hands. Yeah, they push them together like, like parents trying to make like 
uh, a son and daughter from like, different no, families. No, Brosef, that's new. They started doing that. You guys have just done it out of, I don't know. Sheer. I just know that when that happens, it makes for a very awkward interaction between the two. Because there are a lot of people who, when they get pushed together, still are just finding out they lost in the match because a number of decisions, because pans. Yeah, and so when they end it's up not like they've together, got an eye always on the scoreboard. I know they look, no. but it's like some of them aren't necessarily, don't have their glasses on. It can no, be true. difficult to see. Absolutely. So when they do get pushed together, they're just going to go, all right, kiss. <laughs> and like... That's what it's supposed to look like. You two figure it out. You <laughs> love birds. To be fair, though, uh, from a spectator aspect of you know having some sympathy for the competitors, I get it. But for the actual competitors themselves, all I can do is look at them and go, oh, well, I don't want to hug this guy. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. Don't make me hug him. I'm in a fucking bad mood right now. There's that. Uh, you've struck on what is clearly near and dear to people's hearts. The forced after moments. There is certainly, you see a lot of people that roll away and are like, fuck that 50-50 decision. <laughs> like you can yeah. just see it written across their faces like, when did he score two? They gave them takedown points? Like, just sheer pissed off. Like, what? Yeah. Well, Referees Kev. need to be more respectful. You have to Let's, give people your space. Process you. You know, none of this uh, participation trophy forced to hug bullshit, Raph. Let's be honest, alone. though, Kev. Let's be very clear about this. Yeah. Some of those refs, some wait to give their points. There were some who were willing to, in the same match, give more deduction or penalty points than they were advantages. So they'd just be standing there being like, nope, no advantage. Nope, nope, but penalty. And I was like, damn, son. And then you have the other people who, like, they don't even fully pass guard. And they're like, three. You go, wait, what? I didn't even see them pass guard. They're still kind of in half. Or they do my favorite one. The questionable takedown or guard pull. And I and I do not envy referees. Because it's gotten tougher. People have really gotten good at that. And every time I see two go up, I'm like, really? Well, it's because the 50-52. The 50-52 is, it, it is the bane of our existence. And I feel like it's the one that laughably gets us so often into arguments with people who are like, D sucks. You come up and it's two points. Oh, man. IBJJF is stupid because those come up points. I get it. But, like, we enjoy pans. We enjoy all the events. We just understand it's a weird rule that, for whatever reason, we go along with because we need to reward those people who make the hard aspect of getting from bottom to top. Now, tell me how you define bottom to top, and you might see that there's going to be some people who disagree with you. So that is the issue that we have. Yeah. Just saying. I'm, I'm hip to what the kids say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, some fantastic women's matches, some fantastic Woo. men's matches. Uh, really kind of crazy in terms of like Octavia Souza doing great. You saw Guadio. I mean, 
just a ton of people that were really used to being fantastic who were fantastic, and it was a deep year. It was so awesome to see fighters, though I agree, missing some American fighters. That damn MMA keeps doing this to us. Well, hopefully one day we'll get it all squared away and that figured out. But Keenan's doing. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, where uh, no Lloyd Irvin? He was there. The crew? I believe Lloyd was there. I don't know. I don't really seek him out. I was. Just, I just kind of look around and go, is he here? Eh, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Weird pants. Awesome pants. <laughs> uh, yeah. But those were the, the two big moments, I think, that happened aside from uh, actual smaller or, or relatively interesting match moments. Um, you know, I mean, it, it was a, there, you had a lot to talk about. It was a lot to take in. Um, if we could be honest, and now we want to give some constructive criticism, if we could be a little honest, we still need to figure out something. Because I'll tell you something, Kev. It was a little interesting that when we were looking around, we are like, wait, what happened to Light Feather? There was a closeout. They just didn't say anything. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Normally, you have the people come out and you go like, eh. Raise the hand. All right. This person gives it to this person. They literally were like, shh, that didn't happen to me. <laughs> Just wait till the podium. It's fine. So I like I their strategy that was on that, by the way. It was, or worry, it was just an honest mistake. And they're like, did we pass it? I mean, it was a closeout anyway, so fuck them. <laughs> but can we talk about the submission rate, Kev? Yes. Not All very right. good. All right. How do we do that? How do we make it better? Because there are submissions that happen. I promise you guys, you may not see all of them, but I am usually scouring everywhere. And when you include all of the many people who are competing, maybe not every person you're watching, you do see them. I saw several knee bars happen in a row, and I was just like, Ooh. fascinating. Yeah, I know. Everyone's what? favorite submission. Well, it's Kevin's right now. But what you should look at is the finals what you should look at is that final day and i don't know how many submissions i was truly seeing that day especially once we got down to the final rounds and yes we can definitely agree that when you match up equally paced people it's just it is hard to say that i think through what 11 10 14 categories of weight classes and divisions that we had like three submissions if we're being honest it was a bizarre yeah <clears throat> so but that's that. also i i have just come to enjoy ibjjf for its points based system it's like this is fun it's fun it's different that's fine i'm I just like saying seeing the relentless like you're not getting a point it's not happening we are I mean, not there, going there that direction is something fascinating about people who are insistent that you will not take their guard or pass it and I think that's a fascinating skill to have. I can't do it. So I can appreciate those who are like, you see them literally pass and then somehow magically they just find the angle and get themselves back in through some sort of athletic rigmarole. But still, it is like, what the fuck can we do? So I, I put this out to our audiences. If you guys have been watching it forever, we will take your suggestions. We'd love to hear what you have to say. You can hit us up at Verbal Tapcast on any of our social media, either Twitter, Instagram, 
the Snapchat, all that sort of stuff, and on our Facebook. If you have ideas, we'd love to hear them. Now, we're not saying they're going to be good because we don't really think every idea is going to be that great. But what if you have the idea? What if you have the ingredient that would make it more fascinating? And try and keep your answers to a paragraph because I'm not reading more than two. Nice. And that's a good teacher skill you just did. Listen. Less is more. I just want people to know <laughs> when I was grading papers, first paragraph and A, eh, B. What we have seen, by the way, is the mm. elevation of the really awesome Navy Gi. Can I just Go on, subtly Kevin. slide that in there? Go on. It used to be a black, blue, white situation. I saw some beautiful borderline purple Navy geese that I thought deserved a little shout out. It's because you're on a Navy kick, yeah? Not even that at all. Um, frankly, my favorite gee is a black one right now. But you saw like Urberth just rocking a really. Wasn't it during his match or somebody else's match where they had to stop? And get a replacement gi because it tore? Every third match, they had to stop them just to wardrobe change. I don't know. I didn't see that No, one. there was one match where somebody had to go off. This is awesome. Uh, do you, to you bring replace three? and go into their gi. I don't know. And somebody, like, I think they were throwing it from the stands. They were just, like, throwing gis all over the place. And then they had to, like, form a shelter wall around that person. But, like, I will say the person in question who did have their gi replaced in the finals, they had one component that made them win. Do you know what that was, Kevin? What? They had Hot Wheels fire, like a little fire patch or a fire emblem hmm. along the side of their pant legs. And that's what we deduced was what gave it to them. I almost want to say it's Herbert, it. but I don't know for sure. So, again, tell us if it is. I'm letting you know, people, 60 hours of grappling. One person at the very end of the whole thing, a white belt, obviously, looks at me and says, hey, man, I'm, I'm just tired. And I was like, we're all tired. It's the fourth day of pans. That's how you feel on the fourth day of pans. And did you become a meme on the fourth day of pans? I did, actually. It was uh, fairly entertaining. On the fourth day of hands, courtesy of our good friend Alex Lee, Alex Lee BJJ, if you guys are following it on, I think, both the Instagram and on the Facebook, he happened to just take a photo of me. And in a meme group on Facebook, just put the photo that he snapshot of me. Now, I happen to be sitting next to Frost, a good friend of ours who listens to the show. Frost, what's up? Very nice talking with you over the weekend. But... He looked at me and he's like, Raph, why are you freaking out? And I'm like, dude, somebody snapped a photo of me. And they put it on Dank Jits memes, which means I'm about to be a meme. And that's fine, but it better be fucking funny. <laughs> and lo and behold, they were very funny. So, uh, But he was looking at me he's like, dude, why are you freaking out? And I was like, I just want to know who it is and where they did it. And I was like, I know Alex is here. I see him. He is around. So he put it up, and we had two very, very funny uh, submissions, one from Eric and another from our friends at the Jiu-Jitsu After Dark podcast, which uh, both of which made me laugh. You can see them on our pages. But, um, yeah, very funny stuff. So, yeah, I was I was a little, little like, on my uh, P's and Q's because I, I do get snapshot. Kev, when you wear a hat that says Internet Famous, you just – it's Can't not going to be an it. easy day at the office. You know, the paparazzi is going to just – 
they're going to do what they do. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. And frankly, in that moment, mm. I feel like you've made uh, some of the best choices this podcast has ever known. What's that, Kevin? Covering mm. Leandro Lowe versus, I mean, excuse me, world champion fighter mm-hmm. versus the parking machine, which is one of the all-time great battles. Honestly, if I'm being really, really, really real, it was his greatest challenge all weekend. Uh, certainly not that foot's breakability. That wasn't a challenge. That mm-hmm. thing. Uh, he definitely seems prepared to me, if I could just say this, to get a good parking pass or a driver. <laughs> Plus, you know, maybe we just like give him an Uber budget. Where am I? Right. I mean, I, I think I'm spitting hot fire. Yeah. Better than not having him fight. It's like Leandro Lowe is disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> what a world would that have been had we not been there to help Kevin? And you have to wonder. Holy shit, Kevin. I'm in some way kind of responsible for his double gold. You. Oh, my God. Hmm. It's like we always say, ref, fighters win the MMA circuit when you're condescending me against someone else. So maybe when you assist with parking, if they park it, you will come. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. You know, I'm really just I'm a muse for those who are really good at jujitsu. Like, granted, he was always good at jujitsu. But did he have what it takes to double gold? Hey, (laughs) not without some little help from his friends in the parking world. (laughs) I like that, like, if Lowe does hear this, he's going to be like, Dick, I won last year, too. And I'd be like, well, you didn't double gold last year and you didn't see me. So figure that one out. And you have to imagine if he was given the chance to say it, would he have thanked you? Kev, I don't need thanks. You know, just helping people is thanks enough, really. And thanks from all of us. The You're welcome. Community. Yeah, no, see seriously. that. There were also some fight pass fights. Yeah, I didn't watch them. Me either. And everyone's okay. like, wait, what do you mean fight pass fights? There was a UFC fight night. Everyone's been seeing the Corey Anderson commercials. He lost to Jimmy Manua. Mm-hmm. And a TKO. I did mm-hmm. not see it. Our friend Alan Hoban lost the Disney to Disney Nelson. Still pretty, though. Thank God. That's why you lose by submission. Doesn't hurt your looks. Marlon Vera wins via TKO. Arnold Allen wins via decision, proving the abs thing correct, at least in your UFC photo. And this was a bizarre one. How often do they do this, these uh, random fight pass cards in another country? And this one was in London. Every several months they do one that's just exclusively for a fight pass so that they don't have any uh, television deals because they're foreign countries, but they do have local television so the equivalent of their fox sports quan out in wherever they are say london they'll put it on for there for free and then as a result we would either 
have to watch it on Fight Pass or we wouldn't get to watch it is kind of how they sell it, which whatever. But they put them on at weird times, which is why I was doing reporting over at Pans. And I was like, what time is fucking the UFC London? Like, what time do London things happen? I don't know. I don't do that time adjustment. I don't care what time London's on. And then I look down and I go, oh, is it happening now? It's like 10 a.m. Dana's like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Hold on. What? Yeah, no, we're doing one. I think we're doing one. He, like, oh, Dana's on fucking away. vacation. He's just like, fuck that noise. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm too busy over here trying to figure out if fucking Connor and Floyd are going to do their shit and give me tons of money for it. Which, he by has... the way, we should probably address that. That's the bigger news than any of this other fucking bullshit. Kevin, explain to me where our perspective is on Connor and Floyd fighting. That they say they're fighting, but nothing's been signed. Nothing's been paperworked. Apparently, sources say yeah, it's sources a done deal. Sources said they were fighting a little while ago, and then sources were like, no. And then he's like, fuck that. Now they're fighting nope, again. Kev, Kev, sources say June. Then the sources say no September. So sources are saying... Sources, uh, you have to respect that. I mean, you know, <laughs> sources say, especially unnamed ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone's saying anything. I, they just need to sign it. It came out of retirement for him. I'm with it. I'm watching the fight, but uh, is it happening? Uh, apparently, I don't listen. I don't know. Uh, I, apparently, it is way closer. Jane, Dana changed his tune from like this fight's never gonna fucking happen, like two or three months ago. Which told me they weren't giving him his cut. Yeah. Really is what I think it came down to. Then it turned into it's apparently going to happen. And Dana went out and was telling people like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'd be surprised if that fight didn't fucking happen. You go, that's very different, Dana. Mm, someone must have back end points on the pay-per-view now. Uh-oh. Interesting. So I, that's the only reason I would ever feel that Dana would change his tune. Or they paid him lots of money to let this exception happen. In either way, we've already got people who are saying that the fight is over, that Connor would get destroyed by Floyd. On the other side, like Floyd has no real upside in this. Like, yeah, he beats Connor McGregor, but then, you know, whatever. That's kind of what I think most people expect. And on the other side, if he got knocked out by Connor McGregor, then is it just like, oh, I was old. Oh, I mean, I could have beaten him seven years ago. And I, I just, I don't know why. But it's a fascinating thing. It's a name draw because we have nothing better to do. And boxing sure as fuck has nothing better to do. So They, they definitely don't, by the way. This and apparently a- they had a very nice event over the weekend. Sure. Didn't watch it, though. What? Cool. Who? Cool story. Yeah, what? Who? That's how that's how ridiculous boxing has gotten now. Where they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, MMA is a stupid sport." Well, you know who Conor McGregor is, and guess what? You probably know him more than naming five other boxers right now. So I'm just saying, the UFC's doing their job anyway. That's their story. So that's apparently happening. But Kev, I also have some. It's not really breaking news, but it's breaking for us on this day. Go for it. I'm ready. I was like, I love breaking news or whatever uh, to me. Apparently, Bellator is going to do a pay-per-view with Wanderlei Silva oh. and Chael Sonnen. God damn it. Why? Because mm, it's like people who know each other 
and they fought on the Ultimate Fighter, and they never got to fight in the UFC, and they want to make a thing. Well, I've never been more excited about any other fight in my life, Raffle. It's a Bellator pay-per-view. So it's like they figured, maybe I'm just spitballing here. Hear me out here, people. Maybe they figured at this point, you know what? We're going to lose the appeal of Chael pretty soon. Like, Tito and him got some good ratings. He may not win this fight. We don't know, just because he's on a bad trajectory. So let's hedge our bets and try and make use of the remaining marketability he might or might not have and push all in on a pay-per-view, which is strange because you would have thought, why don't they just do that for fucking Tito and him? But instead, no, they're going to go Wandy and him because that's a grudge match, and they're going to let probably Chael run his mouth. So get ready for some fun, greatest hits of their feud. And the good news is I think it's one of the ones that people will, you know, entertain Chael's nonsense because Wandy is one of the few people who sometimes, you know, says things that are even more dumb than what Chael could ever accuse him of saying. So, you know, fun. <laughs> and there's going to be some massively one-sided trash talk mm. in both Portuguese and English. Mm. It's going to be fun. <laughs> but why a pay-per-view? Again. People, people want to see it, Raph. People, the people want to see it. I okay. Let me <laughs> let me see if I can. I can't name any of them, so please. Don't we used ask. to we used to play this game when the UFC was in kind of a, a turmoil a year because they kept losing champions and not, like Demetrius Johnson. The real aggregate here is: does this break two hundred thousand pay per view buys? Uh oh, you're saying you don't think it might? Mm, um, no. That better be one fuck of a undercard. <laughs> you better put Rafael Lovato Jr. in every one of those fights. And Caveman in the other 12. Maybe they fight each other in one bout and then they fight 19 other people. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that better be one great card. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And... Uh... <laughs> Or okay, okay. Let, let, I don't know if that's let's if that that's out. your if that's your main. It's like, eh. but but let's talk it out. Let's talk it out because now I'm starting to think of it. They have Rory McDonald, Paul Davis. They just signed some uh, new folks who I think it was Lorenz Larkin that they signed. If you're looking at that for a pay per view a little bit later, that's enough time to maybe put those people on and make a statement. It's just, are you blowing your wad on that one thing? Because those are their marketable names. I think they still have, like, what, Benson Henderson and uh, some other uh, folks in there. So maybe if they combined forces and made their very rickety Voltron, uh, maybe it works. But no, it probably won't break. No, I'm sorry, 200. I'll, I'll... I'll give them 100K. Let's say they get 100K. Well, now I'm hoping because I'm always nervous. It's like, I assume there's a market. <laughs> we'll see. Hmm. And in terms of sheer pay-per-view, that also is contingent on both of them showing up. 
<laughs> you mean Shale not getting busted for drugs or Randy first? Uh, yes. And or injury. Randy because they're both super old and old people get injured all the time. Well, don't forget, Randy has apparently, allegedly, run away from a drug test, which. Fuck. Yeah, this I fight's mean, definitely happening. So everybody get excited. <laughs> Get ramp your shit up. Everybody's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to, Kevin. I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of that Bellator magic on this one. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I just I, like you want them to do this and to 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 brand and be a competitor. But like I said, let's see what they do with that undercard and and let's see who they bring on it. But um, they need to make a statement, I think, because if they are pushing all in in pay per view, so maybe that's not wrong. The big thing that you and I have always said, Kev, always, is what's the price point? And what is the price point? $14? It's donated if you buy Wendy's that day? (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? I think you will go to Wendy's. And you know when they ask you if you want to donate to like a charity, they're going to be like, hi, do you want to donate to Bellator today? $14.99? What? What? No. Why? They're just, there's some needy fighters. They don't have a place. They don't have homes. We really want to look out for them. Is there a way that we can go ahead and get you to, can we get you to commit to a $29 donation to them? Oh my God, no. But you get a pay-per-view in exchange for it. No. I'll just watch it illegally later. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta tell you. I wasn't ready to. I was like, I'll be able to watch however that fight ends on Instagram. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was. <laughs> it's one of the few fights where they just both fall crawling at each other. Uh, gross. Uh, so anyway, that's the the stuff that's happening in that side of the world. Uh, obviously, Connor and Dana. That's a whole thing. London, we didn't watch. So you guys tell us what you thought of it. Um, there's also some small set of news that like popped up that I was like, I guess that's significant enough to talk about. Amidst all of this jujitsu stuff, my friends, uh, yeah. there seem to be some other stories that happen in this world. Um, I like this. The, Dana White says Mackenzie Dern already on the UFC's radar. That's great. I know. I was and that. hey, you know what? You fucks. You're probably not listening to this. If you think that. We need to start branding Mackenzie Dern as the next Ronda Rousey. We just – we don't need to do that, okay? How about we just see the next Ronda Rousey when it happens? I have been wondering where that's coming from. I was like, when did we start calling her that? It was like, she's a fantastic – first of all, Ronda was Jude. I don't have time for this. (laughs) And that's usually been my like, hold on. How are they – never mind. Fuck it. But Kev, there was maybe the biggest joke that came up here. Okay. Yeah. Vitor Belfort had a, a rough week last week. Yeah. And uh when you know, it's pictures not of him were released. Yeah, I mean it's not good. I mean the photo comparing him side by side and losing in in quick fashion to Kelvin Gastelum in his home country. So when they started to look at opponents, he made a quick call out. You know, he did make a quick call out. Kevin, who was that too? You got to jump on that shit 
because who else wants to fight CM Punk? Everybody, Raph. Mm. So how is Vitor supposed to get that fight if he doesn't say it quick, right? But okay, let's let's break this down real quick. It's like the one person he thinks he can beat now. Like I love that he was saying he's just like, oh yeah, I mean, like CM Punk, he's a guy, he fights, right? It's like literally trying to pick on the bottom seed. If you looked at it. It's like an NFL draft where you're like, you know what? Who was the last person picked? <laughs> no, literally, who was the last person picked? Uh, I want to play against a team full of those guys. So all of them. That's it. That's what he was basically doing was saying like, oh, shit. He's, oh, it's a retirement and getting punched in the face is hard. Fuck that shit. Give me the easiest guy you've got. And you know what's sad, Kev? Tell me in your brain. How that fight goes. Um, <laughs> well, in this particular scenario, are we? We're talking MMA rules. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slowly, mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now tell me, with all all honesty, does Vitor win that fight? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you say maybe is still not enough. To let me know that that is the retirement match you want to go out on. Your easiest, like <laughs> I'm your, not your positive he wins it. CM's <laughs> hungry. It was like it didn't look great last round. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I think Vitor might win, but it's not a sure thing. I mean, I need to check the timestamps on this, but <laughs> CM Punk might have lasted just as long, if not maybe like a second longer than B- Vitor's average for the last several fights i am i'm doing my best to confirm and deny that right this second okay here we go i'm just saying Uh, mickey gall's good no i I get you but so so is kelvin okay so here we go kelvin gastelum lost yeah round one 352 uh round two that's right he made it to a round two 243 uh jacques array 438 dan henderson 207 Chris Weidman, round one, 207. By the way, Dan Henderson, round one. Dan Henderson, prior, uh, he had a win in a minute 17. And then we get into his wins. And, of course, that's TRT and all that other stuff. But I guess what I'm saying is if you average all those together, that's about CM Punk lasting time. So maybe that's what they did. They like got him the stats, and they're like, well, who, who do I really stack up against? And they're like, CM Punk. He's like, really? <laughs> Anybody else? No? Shit. I, I thought he was spot on. I thought it was a stew. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'd watch that fight. Sounds good. And I need to address these people. And it's saying, age appropriate. <laughs> I need to address these people who keep saying this. Where they're like, you know, Vitor's a legend. You need to respect him. And I was like, I also need to be very honest about what's happened to him. Yeah. Like, let's really not like sweep shit under the rug like yeah it's super cool when he was juiced up he was probably juiced up in a way that most people won't get juiced up in their worlds even if they tried but like also the come down was pretty bad yeah so just hey uh but yeah that that that's i guess most of the news that's fit to print we anderson silva kelvin is a thing sure uh, as you called so, it, his uh, Brazilian retirement tour. 
I do enjoy this. Uh, California Commission adds 20% fine to win bonus for fighters who miss weight, which is good. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Sebastian Brochet got into a wrestling match or just kind of a faux awesome. thing. So that, that took off a little bit. Yo, I mean, Sebastian, BJJ, be very careful. Sebastian is, uh, I mean, awesome. I just weekend. felt bad for those who call themselves wrestlers to be associated with this guy who did not look like necessarily when they when they branded as cocky wrestler it's kind of like let's let's ease up on the use of the word wrestler there <laughs> I, i'll agree with that our I mean, pal that ben toss, walker that toss was real <laughs> our pal ben walker put up and he i was like hey dude whoa 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 he's like the wrestler's not very good at, at wrestling and i said yeah no that's true and uh, i said i think they're being generous with the term wrestler he says yeah, I mean, it's kind of got that whole backyard wrestling thing going on. I've seen better backyard wrestlers than him. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not insult backyard wrestlers, okay? He's like, yeah, that's fair. So, anyway, that's the, the stuff we've got for you guys. Kev, I have a ton of shout-outs that we need to get to. Let's do it. I was like, that's going to do it for us tonight, then. I'm re- you Do we want to start? Like, you're ready to roll, it sounds like. I mean, I'm going to try and barrel through them because there's too many, if okay. I'm being quite honest. But let's see if we can kind of go in order. So whenever these things happen, first, big shout out to my wife. We celebrate our anniversary. So I guess we're going to be doing this forever. We're around pans. She and I are going to have our anniversary continuously. It's what I'm told. You know you. You agreed to that. Like we, we talked about this. It's It's not so much that I disagree with you. It's just that I don't want to agree with you. And, and I understand that. Denial is amazing. It's a great it's drug. It's, it's not denial. Snort it's just... it up, Raph. You fiend. <laughs> Listen, you're going to understand one day. You're going to pick a weekend one day, Kev, when you finally settle on uh, down. No jiu-jitsu significance. Is. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, good luck finding that weekend. Thank you. So anyway. <sighs> Uh, so we had the time of our lives going out for a little vacation, which I don't normally do. But as soon as we were done with the vacation, I got straight to work heading on down to the Orange County. So my first stop was over at House of Gyms to visit our good friend Abner. Many of uh, the guys he's training with are super, super great out there. If you guys are in Orange County, please stop by them. They have a nice budding program. Great mats. I didn't get a photo of it, but I might steal the one that they have up. They have a nice new uh, wall mats and a really cool uh, little set of branding above them now. Really great area. Abner's teaching stuff. You can go there. I think he has classes there. I think either 7 o'clock, 6 to 8 is usually when he's there, and then they usually have like some open mat time. So uh, go get some training in there if you guys are so out on Catella in Orange County. So there's that. Then that next day, I woke up, went to go train with my good friend uh, Stan Pollitt, and uh our proctor stan proctor and uh stan and i had a really good long uh training session got to shoot the shit got to make fun of each other got to make fun of everybody else we knew so that was a lot of fun made my way over to pans enjoyed that ran into tons of people but i really want to shout out these two individuals who are upstanding human beings that would be dane and terry who took me out to the best taco facility ever 
when I was trying to figure out where I was going to go hang out that day and like grab food, they're like, Raf, we have three options for you. When they got to the second one, they said, we're going to take you to a place that has craft tacos. And I was like, say no more. Craft tacos. That's craft all I need. Tacos. Oh, would you like to know the type of tacos I had, Kevin? Definitely. Jamaican jerk chicken tacos with also a Philly cheesesteak taco. And also, let me see if I'm saying this one right. Uh, I believe I also had a short rib taco that were all super delicious. This is all out in uh, Irvine. So my thanks to them. They also woke up early that morning to uh, come train with me over at, and I always say their their name of their gym wrong. And Kev, I'm going to have you try to phonetically say it with me, okay? I'm ready. Okay. It's like I'm going to warn you. It's really like I just want to hear where you say it. So I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. I'm going to put it down and I want you to do your best in reading it because I've always gotten it wrong. So go for it. Give it your your best shot right now. Try Unfo Jim. That's pretty good. I always want to say try Uno. But it's not the same. So there's also Triunfo. So uh, Triunfo, uh, again, I'm probably saying it wrong to uh, Dane and Terry. Thank you guys so much for taking uh, me around the town, showing me uh, good stuff like that. I also want to thank um, just everybody who I got to train with or talk to. I made the rounds all around uh, pans. So if I am forgetting you, I'm very sorry. I ran into a lot of people. But let's start by saying thanks and what's up to our good friends at Offensive Rolling. I got to meet those guys who are behind the uh, Wish a Motherfucker Wood t-shirt that I wear. You guys may see that. It's really cool stuff. So look that up at Offensive Rolling. They are wonderfully nice human beings. So uh, shout out to them. I also want to give a shout out to our good friends from Cobra Kai. Jerry got to talk with him for a little bit. Hopefully we'll see him over in May. Uh, My good friend Mo from Drysdale's crushed it, Kev. Went five for five getting a gold medal at the Brown Belt Division. Damn. Hold on. Five for five wins. All using the same submission. Ask me what submission. What submission? Footlock. Each time. He said, I'm going to get five footlocks. He did it all the way through. Damn. It's impressive, especially in a field where you could lose that momentum when people come up, par se, for two points. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, dude. He was like, there's a couple times when I was like, I would go for the footlock. I'd lose because they'd come up, but I would finish the footlock. And I was like, that's scary. So even more special props to him. Uh, I also want to say big spot. I already said to Derek and uh, Frost uh, who were traveling out this way. uh, Very nice to get to talk with you gentlemen. Such a great time. I also want to send a shout out to our good friend Johnny Morgan, all of the people from his team who I got to interact and run into, all of the guys from John Jacques. Uh, I want to give love over to, of course, uh, Jules Telfa, I also want to give love over to uh, Jay Zabalos because he, of all people, ended up taking on our affiliation, John Jock. He ended up taking on Kenny Bond. If you don't know Kenny Bond's story, he is with Street Sports. All you need to know about Kenny Bond is this. Kenny Bond had a brain tumor. They take it out. He's back on the mats three weeks later. God damn. 
So naturally, when I looked to see, because people were like, Raph, are you going to watch Kenny's fight? And I was like, I'd love to. What time is it? They go, that's a little bit later at like 7.30 or so. I go, yeah, I'll stick around for that. Who's he fighting? And I look down and I look at my schema and I go, oh, Jay from Jean-Jacques. Great. Only two of my favorite people. Awesome. All right. Well, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. <laughs> and uh, at certain points, I was like, am I going to be kicked out of Jean-Jacques if... I'm cheering for Kenny at any point because I don't know how this works. I don't want any of them to lose. Uh, Jay ended up advancing, but he and Kenny put on a great show. And I just want to give such shout outs to Kenny because he recently also put out an article on champions.co that basically said he's going to be competing forever and ever because fuck cancer (laughs) and fuck brain tumors. So Kenny, you are the man. I hope to run into you very soon. He has one of the best top pressures uh, I have experienced. He's just, he's good people. So we send our love to him. And I want to say thank you to everybody from John Jocks who competed. Uh, I will single many of you out later, but I was especially proud of our guys from the LA Jiu Jitsu Club. And I want to go ahead and segue that way. I may come back for a couple more pans, but the guys from the LA Jiu Jitsu Club want to go ahead and talk about this. Let's talk about these two right up front. Our good friend, Drew Murillo, had put it out there. He said he wanted to win a Naga belt. And guess what he did over the weekend, Kev? Did he win a beautifully gold Naga belt? A giant Naga belt, oh, I might God, say. A huge one. Having too. now seen awesome. it in in like the flesh, it was ginormous. It looks like the old boxing belts that they give out. Um, not even the wrestling ones. Like old boxing, like it's giant. And people were saying you should use it as a weight belt. And I was like, I don't want to use that shit as a weight belt. That thing's far too big. You're going to break your back just from lifting how big and heavy that thing is. Anyway. Props to Drew. That was awesome for him to represent not just 10th Planet, but us over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. And I also want to say a big shout-out to our good friend, Mr. Eric Medina. So, I was very happy about this. What could you be talking about? (laughs) Well, Eric had a great weekend. He was competing. He was competing at uh, the Purple Belt level. And uh, he ended up taking silver in his division. And it was impressive, man. He had a great showing, great Great fights, great clash. Could have been prouder of the guy. But I felt bad because I didn't know this till maybe about an hour ago. But that was actually the end of his career as a purple belt. Because we have just found out this evening John Jock has promoted him to a brown belt. And there are many people who I know uh, would chime in with me in saying that he is quite deserving of that. He is so good at what he does. And uh, he has a really good attitude for competition. Eric's been killing it for so long, and I'm excited to see what this young man will do in his career. But if I could signal this out before we uh, we transition to some other shout-outs, I just really want to emphasize this. One of the things that makes Eric so fascinatingly good is that he'll compete in any rule set in any kind of weight or division – And he's just always game for going for it. And I think that's what makes him so spectacularly good at jiu-jitsu. So he's not just a wrestler. He's not just a small guy doing jiu-jitsu. He is uh, kind of the real deal all and all around. So to my friend Eric, I know you deserve that brown belt. You are a terror on the mats, but you're one of the nicest human beings outside of them. And it is uh, quite an honor to always be in your corner and yelling out the wrong things when you are competing. So I look forward to doing that forever and ever. All right. Last few ones. All right, let's do this. Let's also talk about this. 
shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. I didn't get to see you much this week because vacation and whatever, but I will see you guys back at the gym this week. Promise. I also want to go ahead and shout out more of the people at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. We love that you guys have been stopping in. It has been awesome seeing you guys in. Know that we go every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Feel free to stop in. We've had some great guests drop in because of pans and people are motivated and they are killers right now. Come join us. It is tons of fun. And uh, I guess that's about going to do it for me, except we'll close on this. Um, Like I said, I know I'm missing tons of people. You guys always make it so much fun whenever we're covering, whether it be talking to our good friend like Alex or uh, meeting new people like his buddy Augie or uh, interacting with people who have no idea who I am. But forget the fact that I'm hyper internet famous. Like, it's fine. I understand. I forgive you. Um, But you are really what makes PANS so much fun. And you are a great reminder to us here at the show why we are the people's podcast, Kev. Because the people, they love us. And And they've always told us that. Yes. And they will continue to do five stars on iTunes. Absolutely. I can't believe that Eric Medina is a brown belt. Well, no, no, actually, it does make perfect sense. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, just in terms of sheer work ethic and talent, I'm good with it. Uh, it, It's one of those, hey, cool lineage, too, to rock out. I love seeing it. Uh, some fantastic photos. Congrats to Eric Medina. We've had some fantastic few weeks here at the Jubera crew, Raf. Got to step in the mind of Gavin doing some arm drag teaching last Thursday because Professor Jubera down at Pan's coaching, rocking some of ours uh, to some really fantastic fights. It's a, It's just such a blast to uh it's when you see your teammates competing you see a lot of people doing it, it inspires everybody else to keep at it and that's going to do it for me raf that's going to do it for us here tonight at verbal tap i'm kevin thanks for listening good night and good fight